Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie for gooners everywhere this is the ultimate football app for you for match highlights, interviews and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Step aside, I don't know. Uh, but since we've been gone, haven't well, yeah, yeah, since we've been gone. I know we've done a podcast with Chelsea after the 3-1 win, but since we've gone, results have been all right, haven't they? Perhaps we should take another three-week break uh, and hope that they keep winning while we're on break. Hello to everybody in the chat box. How are you doing? Hope you had a nice Christmas and a happy new year and all that malarkey. I think I've done that last podcast, so I'll just do it again anyway. Just to be nice to be nice, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, we've been away and we've, we've had an upturn in results. Let's uh, meet the lads before we uh, carry on. Judges, how you doing? All good. Thanks very much. Got me new shirt on, my Christmas shirt. Thank you very much. Very Craig. good. Very, very nice much. to see. Very nice Pitch to see. as well. As well. Extra small, a, well done. It's a, it's a nice fit, I have to say. It's a, yeah, it's a lovely nice fit. fit. Lovely fit. Right, fit I wish you could have all seen. Leah. I wish you could have all seen Lee about ten minutes ago. I'd have had a million views on that video if I'd have recorded it. The reaction to Spurs getting Wickham. <laughs> it would have been another good one for the Lee judges Alexa. 
I can't believe him. I can't believe. You know what I mean? They haven't played a Premier League club uh, in the Cup now. You know what I mean? They, they get a buy in the League Cup. No one mentions that they had a day off that day. You know, and I'll tell you what, this season, we've pulled out every game from the, from the League Cup, all Premier League game teams, all teams Premier League in the FA Cup. We've pulled out Benfica. And someone just told me, which is unbelievable, we put, pulled out Newcastle and then we've got them straight after or virtually with a, within a week. And I think we pulled out Southampton today and then we play them on the Tuesday and we've got to play them on the weekend or the vice versa. So, you know... Uh, be interested to see who we've got in the next round before that game. Miles will give, them them, give us in then, whoever it is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, sorry about that. My microphone seems to be off. Is it all right now? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Thanks very much. Yeah, sorry about that. With all the excitement, I forgot to put it on because the draw and all that. Oh. Um, Dan, how are you, sir? Uh, evening, boys. Evening, everyone in the chat. Uh, yeah, really good. Cheers, mate. Um, thank you very much. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Pids in the chat and a happy birthday to Steve Lawrence uh, for the weekend. Uh, yeah, ninth birthday apparently. Happy birthday, Steve. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal fan as well. Um, so yeah, all good. Cheers, Craig. Not too bad at all. Uh, although I did have a few days ago something come through my post, and I'm thinking, what's this? I haven't ordered anything. Not quite sure what's going on. So then I look at the notice and it says down the side of your uh, by your car there, you've got something. What's going on here? I haven't ordered anything. So then I open it and what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who sent you that? Well, I think what's happened is I've clearly ordered two. <laughs> so I've got one of You've done now. it on purpose. Don't lie. You you saw the joy I was getting out of my one and the positive vibes it was bringing, and you wanted one yourself, Dan. Just but be honest, you know mate. Since, since these two have come through, it's been a bit of a good luck charm, Harry. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm not getting as excited as you, but there we go. No, I ordered one, and it said, and it said, uh, it, it said it weren't going to come in time. So I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to get another one now. So now I've blimmin' got one. <laughs> Ran it the TV every up. week, mate. It works. Talk, talk, talk talk the the he's got his one out of the box. You know what I mean? Oh, so no. at least he's got it in the box. He's going to leave it in the box because it's going on eBay. <laughs> 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 Talking of late deliveries, my, my dear old nan texted me today and said, Thank you very much for your Christmas card. We got them today. I was like, Oh, well, that's great. Better <laughs> late than never, eh? Better late than never. Oh, Harry, draws come out, Craig. Go on, who have we got? We will be away to Chorley or Wolves if we get through. Oh, right, well, Chorley yeah. or Wolves. We've got Chorley to beat Southampton or Joe's be another, first. Another so. Premier League. Another Premier League. Another Premier Wolves League team. Yeah, what about, the, what about the, those who shall not be well, spoken about? Hold on, They're doing the fifth round. Chorley or Wolves for us if we win. Yep. What about, the, uh, League, what about those who shall not be named? I don't think they've come out yet. Let us know when they come out. How, Harry, um, talk to me, mate. Someone else, someone in the chat box has already noticed. Where's the beard gone, man? It was that West Cork beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> Made it fall out. <laughs> I, um, I, I hope Colin's not watching. Only joking, Colin. Yeah, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, no, it, uh, sometimes, gentlemen, you need to let your skin breathe a bit. And uh, it's been a while since I've gone this short. 
to be honest, I was going to try and attempt to cut my hair as well. And it wouldn't be so much of a big difference, but I bottled it um, after doing the beard. So, yeah, I've stayed like this. Yeah, don't cut your own hair because that's what happens when you when you cut your own hair. It all falls out. Um, <laughs> and that rightly. Um, what about that Harry beard? Who have we got? Chorley or Wolves? I'm more away. 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 If we beat Southampton or Shrewsbury. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be Southampton away and then Wolves away, isn't it? Yeah. Blimey. What a nice easy draw again. Well, it's, not, is it? it's not, is it? It's going to be Wolves versus Southampton. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> now, look, yeah. we've had an upturn in results. It's, it's superb. We haven't lost since... Um, we, have, we haven't lost in the new year, which is lovely. An upturn of results. Harry, I'll come to you first. Um, why have we all of a sudden... You know, have we turned a corner, mate? Is this the corner? You know, we, before we went off air... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we we thought that the Chelsea result will be a corner turned, that confidence will breed wins, uh, and it looks like it's starting to work. Yeah, it's looking good at the moment. And what's what's really telling is that going back to that FA Cup tie on Saturday, we actually had to turn to the youngsters from the bench rather than the senior players. And ordinarily, it would be the other way around, wouldn't it? So that just highlights how bad some of the recruitment's been of late. Um, you know, Willian was dreadful again. Uh, Pepe, I didn't think he was as bad as some people have said, but again, he didn't really produce a great deal. But it does feel like with these youngsters now, there's a, there's an impetus, there's an aggression, there's a, a cohesion, there's a you know, there's a spark in the way they play, and they're also bringing the best out of somebody like Alexander Lacazette, who's thriving in that centre forward position with the right players around him. So. Yeah, it's um, it's feeling positive. It's looking good. But I think we have to be cautious because when it comes to young players, and I say this all the time and pro- people probably tell me that it's stupid, but I do feel that with young players, there will be ups and downs. I've, I've always kind of had that opinion and I feel like we shouldn't, as good as he's been, for example, pin all our hopes on Emil Smith-Rowe. I'd still like to see Arsenal go out in this window and bring in someone else who can play in that position as well uh, because it looks like Mesut's going. That story's coming to an end finally. So, um, yeah, it, there's lots of reasons to be optimistic. A couple of winnable games coming up in the league as well. Um, and hopefully if we can get another six points on the board, then, yeah, we're on the up again. Absolutely. Dan, what about you, mate? We'll talk about Smith-Rowe um, separately, uh, the impact he's had, but... You know, since the since the year has turned, we're doing all right, mate, haven't we? Yeah, well, we've started to see Arteta look to what I wanted to see a few months ago now, and that's for some different options. And we're starting to see that now with some of the youngsters that's come through. What I will say, though, Craig, is I wasn't getting too excited uh, and am still not, just for the pure fact that I saw the team that he started with and I thought it was back to square one with the Williams and Pepes of this world. Wasn't really doing anything for me. Aubameyang was sticking out the place. I thought his work rate was a little bit better. Um, but still not enough for me. Uh, and then, of course, when he made the subs, that's what turned the game. And I suppose we wouldn't be saying that if Andy Carroll would have had his shooting boots on that night because we would have been dumped out. So I think that if you look at what we've seen from some of the youngsters, it's exciting. But I still think that as a squad, we just aren't good enough. And I think moving forward now, we need to try to understand that the Smith Rose, the Martinelli's, hopefully he's okay, by the way, uh, Sackers of this world, they can't play every game. And when they do not play every game, we seem to struggle. Um, I just thought the the kind of start to the first 10, 15 minutes, Reese Nelson looked quite lively. And then when he missed that chance, he just died out the game. 
Joe Willock isn't a Smith Rowe. You know, they need to really uh, get a loan move for me. Uh, but they're part of the squad at the moment. We can't afford to send them out on loan because of our squad depth. So I think that we have still got a lot of work to do in the next couple of transfer windows. But the form is a lot better with the likes of Saka or Martinelli. And one player I would like to mention um, that isn't Smith Rowe is Kieran Tierney. I just mm. think he's exceptional. I, I, I just think he is outstanding. Um, by far, my, by far my favourite player at the moment. Just love everything about the kid. And I don't think he seems to get the mentions just because he's not scoring the goals. I think for me, people talk about Saka. They talk about Smith-Rowe. They're all really, really can't wait for Martinelli to get back and have a run of games. Lacazette's getting a lot of plaudits because of scoring the goals. For me, Kiarantini has been doing this all season. This isn't just the last couple of games. Kiarantini has been one of our best players all season by far. And again, a great performance, you know. And I feel what I saw from Kiarantini was a bit of frustration again because he's looking at Nelson, who is normally Saka, and he's not cutting the mustard. And he's looking at Willock, who's been Smith-Rowe. And he's getting frustrated because he's not cutting the mustard. So I think sometimes when he's looking at Williams and Pepe's, he's getting frustrated thinking, look, when I pop, when I whip these balls in, you boys are on top of them. And, and these clowns keep missing them. So I think I'm seeing a little bit of frustration from Kieran Tini, which I like. I like to see that because that's that's given everybody a, a, a bit of a kick up the backside to say, you know, this is the level that we want to be hitting. So, um, again, really good to go through. A few alarm bells for me in certain positions, but certainly better results coming our way in the last few weeks, mate. Absolutely. Lee, um, you know, everyone is going to mention the impact that Martinelli, uh, sorry, uh, Saka and um, Smith Rowe have had. But I think there's another player in there, mate, that is is not getting much of a much of a shout, and that's Pablo Mari. I think in the middle of defence there, he has been absolutely superb. Yeah, he's been brilliant. I think he's also had a good influence on um, uh, Holding as well because, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Holding, but he's improved in the last couple of games. But I think, you know, because of what Mari brings to the team, I've been very, very impressed with him, really impressed with him. He just does what what we haven't had for a long while, and that's just edge the ball, clears his lines. If he has to go into Rosehead, he goes into Rosehead. If he, and, and what he does is he gets the ball down as quickly as you can and he plays it to Tierney. That's all he does. That's all he does. But that's all you want from a centre-half. Mm. One centre-half that wins his headers. We have not had central defenders winning headers. So the ball comes in there and it wins wins headers. I will say this also. Since he's come in, I, I don't know about you, I feel that um, there's been a little bit more calmness with Leno. And I think that that, you know, um, was with his, you know, like without a doubt, his couple of saves, double save that he made. That's what a goalkeeper, a good goalkeeper is there to do. And that... that if he doesn't save that, we're out of the cup. So as we need a little bit of luck because I think that um, I felt that uh, uh, they should have scored. Um, Carroll should have scored with that, that chance. That, yeah, at least get it on target. The one that was offside, which wasn't offside, and VAR would have gone and changed that decision if it was a goal. So uh, all in all, it wasn't a great performance on um, on uh, on Saturday. Was it Saturday? But we got through, you know. But the one thing that I think is great at the moment, if, if you're a Bamiang, right, I'm telling you this now, like, you know, I mean, he sits in that dressing room and when he sees Willian in the side, and I think Pepe as well, they think, my, I thank God for that, like, because we're getting away with it, like, you know what I mean? Because they were as poor as, as Willian was on Saturday, if not worse. And um, 
Uh, you know, it's Willian that gets to pilters. You know what I mean? They was awful then too, like. But poor old Willian just can't do nothing right. Oh, we just can't get Willie playing, can we, like, you know? But I will say this as well. I will say this. Um, Granite Shaka came in and I thought he was sensational. He was. And, and um, I'm going to have to say this. Is it just shows at highlights. Well done, Granite. Well done, Granite. <laughs> well, it, well, it highlights. It just highlights how far our midfield is. If, yeah. oh, Judge, you know, killed like, it, man. No, no, no I'm not going to kill it. I'm not going to kill it. I think that Granite Shaka come in and done really well. But what I'm saying is Granite Shaka gets a lot of criticism, but he is the best of, of a bad bunch of, of, of other players. And that was proved that. I, I, I thought he'd come in and just, he showed them, he showed Il Nini and, um, and, and Willock up. He really did. You know what I mean? And, and that's not a criticism as of, of him. Uh, and I think that he had a very, very, he's had a good couple of games since, since we've got winning games, he's been, been up there. Uh, he really has. So, uh, um, I'm I, I'm not going to slag him off. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Granite, as you know. Like you know, I'll get him to sign that little thing for you if you want, Harry. You know what I mean. But anyway, that's another story. But I just want to say that he did he did come on and did really play very very well. So mm. I think that we're all going about the youngsters, but I think that he needs to have a special mention as well. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to give I'm going to give a special mention to Leno for that save because, like you said, oh, Lee. You know, yeah, I mean, goalkeepers union and all that. I cannot express what right, a, world, a, a world class double save that was. The reaction to claw that away from him again, um, after he made the initial save was fantastic. You'd know, you'd know you'd oh, of know, course. He, he reminded me, he reminded, he reminded me of me in my prime, you know. Um, well, you Harry, what, what we're talking about, Renison or Leno? Leno. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about Renison. Yeah. No, 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 we're not talking about Renison. Well, no. Don't be silly now. now. I have done a few of them ones, actually. The one through the hands, I have to admit. Oh, didn't make me double. Didn't make me double. Didn't make me W shape, you see. Ah, right, no. and it goes straight through. Yeah, Where's your Bob Wilson stuff. glove anyway? Where's your Bob Wilson? It's not there. Actually. It's, it's actually because I'm, I'm in my bedroom at the moment. It's actually over there on the wall. Don't drop it. I'm not going to turn the camera around because it'll show all the mirror on the ceiling and all the stuff hanging up and that. So, I'm not, you know, I'm not, yeah, you know, it's just a bit private. On eBay, isn't it? It's already on eBay. No, 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 it's there. But like I said, I, I, I don't want to show the mirror on the wall, on the ceiling and all the stuff hanging oh, up. Oh, yeah. all right. Oh, all right. A few outfits and that, you know. So I just put it on this bare wall so no one can see anything. Um, Harry, the impact of uh, Smith Rowe, you said that we shouldn't go too over the top. And that we shouldn't pin all our hopes on him. Um, I totally, 100% agree with that. But we can't get over the fact that he has made a massive impact on this team. Yeah, he's been he's been exceptional. And that what I was saying about not pinning our hopes on him is more because he's still young. You still got to give him a chance to to develop without that pressure necessarily. We know he's had a couple of breakdowns in terms of his fitness as well, which is another reason why you shouldn't probably go to OTT on, on Emil Smith-Rowe. But that doesn't take away anything from the fact that he's been brilliant. And he's proven that the number 10 role still exists. You know, yeah. he's, it's not so much that... Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> um, it's, not so much, it's not so much that Emil Smith-Rowe has been amazing. He's been very good. 
But it's more, for me, the fact that we've got a player in the team of that profile now who has that bit of freedom, who can go out to the right and link up with the right wingers and overload on that side, can do it on the left, has got the energy to break into the penalty area and get close to, to Alexander Lacazette or whoever it is that's playing centre-forward. So for me, you know... and. It's um, it's clear that that type of player is is what we've been missing in recent weeks. Love Emil Smith Rowe. I think he's going to go on to wonderful things as a player. Um, but I'm just wary of Arsenal just over relying on a youngster. You know, we spoke about the fact that we turned to the youngsters off of the um, substitutes bench, which is a little bit weird. It should probably be the other way around. But you know, this is for me. This is about Mikel Arteta finally getting the tactics right, as much as it is about any individual player doing a really good job yeah, because agree, he's finally yeah. added that missing part of the jigsaw, that link between the midfield and attack that we just weren't seeing before that. And yes, I agree. When, when Dan says that the number 10 thing maybe doesn't necessarily exist anymore, I agree with that in some teams. I agree with that in Liverpool's team, for example, where you know that Salah's going to get you 15 goals. You know Mane's going to do the same. You know Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to get forward and get you assists, as is Robertson. When you look at Arsenal team overall, you know, you can't really rely... Tierney's been good going forward, but you can't really rely on Bellerin to get you a load of assists during the season. You know, it's just a different style and a different style of football. And for me, I just think it's it's been abundantly clear we've been missing that type of player. That's why so many people were calling for Mesut Ozil back. And, you know, obviously he's going now and that's, that shouldn't even really be discussed in any depth. But at the end of the day, it goes to show that actually profile of player that position is is has been a real problem for us all season absolutely dan i mean look harry's right in what he's saying we shouldn't like i just said to him we shouldn't be pinning our hopes on him uh, do you think that we still need to make that sign in in january do we need do we still need to bring in that technical uh like harry says link from the midfield to the forwards do we does arteta still need to go out and, and buy or do you worry like me that he's not going to now um, because of the emergence of Smith Rowe? Well, I always worry you're not going to sign, and that's got nothing to do with the emergence of Smith Rowe. I just always worry that Arsenal aren't going to make the signings that we all want them to. I think what I get frustrated with this fan base is the acceptance of the mediocrity and then the getting very excited after a couple of games because we saw it against Fulham. We won 3-0 quite comfortably, and everyone said, I tell you what, I, I don't think we need Thomas Party. Now we've got Elneny and Chaka playing like Vieira and Petit. I don't think we need party. Of course we needed party. And then all of a sudden, Pablo Marie and Holding don't need a centre-half. Don't need a centre-half now. Those can't drop either of them two. No, we do. Yeah, we, Bellerin's been good for three games. We still need an upgrade on him. Lacazette is scoring goals. We still need a centre-forward. Yeah, this is the thing with Smith-Rowe. If Smith-Rowe gets a knock, or if he would have got the three-game suspension when he got the red card, which wasn't, we're back to Willian at number 10. That's how quick it is. And just to touch on the Smith-Rowe situation, I think the guy could be something special. I've always rated him ahead of Willock. I never really have understood Willock. I'm not one for slating kids. I, I think, you know, Willock, Eddie, Nelson, don't look like they're going to make it Arsenal yet. They could do in a few years, but it don't look like they're ready. They're not on the same level as Saka, Martinelli and Smith-Rowe. Okay, let's get that right. But I think what has been so special is their attitude and their work rate and their desire to win and work mm. for that ball off the ball. And I think that is what has got them ahead of the other three because their work rate, I think, is better. They have that tenacity. They have that kind of desire. And I don't see that with the other plate people. We need a position 
to help out Smith Rowe because otherwise we're putting all the weight on this kid's shoulder. And although Saka's managed to do that, I don't think we should have three or four individuals that we're relying on at that age. We need to have some some quality in this team. And at the moment, people are talking about Gabriel coming back. Who's going to partner him with Pablo Marie or Rob Holding? What a great what a great decision for Arteta to have. We want that all over the pitch. And there's no competition at the moment for those places. Everybody just walks straight back in. We saw against Newcastle, it's like, oh, Pepe comes back in. Oh, we've got Nelson, you know, Martinelli's now out. Oh, Nelson just gets thrown back in. There's no real competition as far as I'm concerned. So I think that's why we need some signings um, in January and in the summer. And the last player I want to touch on, who um, you've mentioned, Craig, who gets no praise when he does something right, is Leno. And it's because everyone's still hung up about this Martinez thing. You know, all this, all this Martinez lovers go it's just silence when Leno makes that double save. If he puts that, if he make, messes that up, or it goes in, everyone says Leno's toilet again. So I just think he deserves a lot of praise when he does well. I think over the last couple of seasons he's been very consistent goalkeeper. And if it wasn't for him getting injured against Brighton, no one would have even been talking about Martinez, and he'd still be on our reserves. So I think we need to accept that we have got an okay goalkeeper, that it is okay to praise him when he does does well, and that we don't have to just get down his throat when he makes one or two mistakes over a free season uh, period. Lee judges, let's move on. Well, someone makes someone makes a very good point in the chat there. That um, why are we giving runners in a hard time there when we were having a bit of banter there about goalkeepers? You know, Martin has spent what ninety five percent of his Arsenal career on loan. Um, yeah. Could Runnison, you know, Runnison's very young. Could you, what's that? Get him loaned out then. Well, yeah, because I mean, look, let's. It looks, if like we, if we, it looks like he's going to get loaned out. I mean, he's had a shocker there in in, um, in the game. I, f- I forget what game it was now. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's he's had a massive shocker there. But it does remind me of when Martinez played in goal away at Wigan that night um, when we come back and won um, in extra time. Martinez was shocking that night. Couldn't stop one, couldn't do nothing. Um, you know the game I'm on about, Lee. We were 4-0 down. Reading, Reading, Reading. Yeah, he was awful. Punching him in his head and everything. He couldn't do nothing. And we're all, you know, I don't think I was on Twitter at that stage. But imagine if we'd have had Twitter if, if Martinez was in goal that night. Crikey, blimey. His career would have been over. But look. You're right, though, Dan. He 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 needs um he needs a lot of praise. I think Leno he's doing he had, really he had, well. He had a couple of poor Europa League games as well. Don't forget that. You know, what I mean, I looked him yeah. in the Europa League games and I thought, well, I'm not 100 sure of him. And then he had a he had a what you call a uh, Western, didn't he? Western, <laughs> he a Western, a Western Superman. But like you he know, a, we, we were all, West, we were all... he had a Western against Messi. <clears throat> that Reading game, we were probably all see, saying the same thing about Martinez. Well, who's this? Jesus Christ, rubbish. You know, I mean, look, look how it turned out. So I'm not saying it's going to turn out like that, but you know, give the kids let's let's lay off the kid a little bit. Well, I think five years of age, Craig, seven international caps. The end of the day, not good enough. Let's just not beat around the bush. He's not good enough. Shouldn't have been but signed. You- you would have said that about Martinez, though. If we were doing a podcast now after that Reading game, if we were doing a podcast now after that Reading game, you'd go, who's this geezer in goal? Get rid of him. He's rubbish. Yeah, but... but Mikel, Mikel Arteta basically admitted today in his press conference that they didn't get the business done they wanted in that area. So he basically admitted that 
actually we didn't get the goalkeeper we wanted to come in and and play second fiddle to Bern Leno. So it, it kind of backs up the point that he, even in the club's eyes, he wasn't necessarily good enough. It was just yeah. a, a yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. Lacazette has bought some gloves. I don't know if he's... <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, we do, have to, we do have to look at it and think that this guy was not good enough for Dijon. So whoever scouted him believed he'd be good enough for Arsenal. That's just a bit silly, really, for me. You know, I'd just go just get someone who's a bit of experience to cover for Leno, whether it's someone like Begovic from Bournemouth, who, you know, who's got some experience, or uh, someone was talking about Fraser Forster in, in the chat. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. There is a goalkeeper. I don't know, he's kind of gone off the radar a bit, though. But there is a goalkeeper I think that would play a good second fiddle, and that's Butland. Um, yeah, he's Jack Butland. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I'd wondered where he'd gone. Yeah, um, Lee. Yeah, have a chat with him on the on, on Thursday night. Yeah, perhaps we might. The emergence of the young fellas, Lee. Um, how important has that been to our, to, you know, to our form uh, that, that we're seeing at the moment? Fantastic. I've got to say that I've been like Saka has been a revelation for us. You know, but the, the difference between say Saka and Willock and and a couple of the other guys, um, Eddie, is that as soon as you see Saka, you know you thought, oh, this is some player. And I think it's the same with Martinelli. Martinelli's come in. And, you know, he's a different, on a different level to Eddie. That's not having a go at these kids. It's just that they've just, they're a different level. You know, the, the likes of Saka, Martinelli and, and Smith Rowe are all going to go on and do big things if they don't get injuries. That's, that's the big key, big key. If, but, you know, but with Saka, he seems to be able to take a tackle, rides a tackle, gets kicked left, right and centre. The referees don't seem to uh, protect him like, well, like like they do other players, but he seems to get up and get on with it. I, I've been really impressed with the energy of, of of them all. As as Harry, you know, alluded to, the, the Smith Rowe coming in there, it's not just his performances; it's the positional play of him. What is that? Give it gives players like Saka, uh, sorry, Shaka, Sabias when they're playing an option to go forward straight away. When they've got the ball, they're having to go sideways and backwards. But now with him in there, there's an option to go forward. And the likes of Sabias and uh, Saka have, have picked up their game. I think Sabias gets a lot of sticks. He was brilliant against West Brom. People forget about that. Even though he was in tights, he played very, very well against uh, <laughs> West Brom. You know? so, um, so, but they've got the option of moving the ball forward. Now, when you add it with Willian on... on uh, on Saturday, it was a tough watch. It was a tough watch. But as soon as Smith Rowe come in there, it, it energised us and we started moving the ball a little bit quicker. But the, the fact of the matter is that, the, you know, the Shackers and, and uh, the Smith Rows and these guys have got to come back into the team. But you can't ask these players to be playing week in, week out. So there are going to be times when they're going to have to be rested. And it is hard for these youngsters. It's very hard for a summer lot with it to come in uh, like for one game uh, and then be left out for four games and then come back in for another game and then expected to be right on it. You know what I mean? Now, <clears throat> people can hit you back with and say that, well, Smith Rowe's done that and he's come in straight away. But that is the standard you've got to set yourself. You know what I mean? Smith Rowe's come in straight away. He's had three fantastic games, you know, and that is what these kids have got to do. You know, uh, for me, I think it's, Arsenal got to be a little bit more ruthless in the transfer market. As I said, I've said it. Yes, sir. Don't worry about if these players are going to be successful at other clubs. So be it. But we need to get in some money for these players. So for me, 
you know, Eddie, West Ham, good move for him. Like, you know what I mean? Good luck. Go and kill it with West Ham or someone like that and do really well. And if he starts banging in 10, 15 goals a season, I ain't going to worry about it. You know, that's how it is. You know, we've had it We've had it before. Andy Cole could not get into the Arsenal side because of Ian Wright. We didn't got rid of, you know, at the end of the day, Ian Wright was banging in goals left, right and centre. Andy Cole went and had a fantastic career with what he'd done. But at that moment in time, would if you have said, right, OK, let's get rid of Ian Wright and put in a, a Andy Cole? No. You know what I mean? So these things happen. And unfortunately, you know, timing can be a wonderful thing in football. It's been fantastic for the likes of Shaka. It looks like it's going to be fantastic for Martinelli and also for Smith Rowe. Unfortunately, it's not going to be for other players. And I'm, uh, so let's let's make get get them get the money in for them so we can invest in. I think a proper midfield player, box to box proper midfield player to go alongside Party and uh, uh, Smith Rowe. And then you've got Shaka, and then you've got Sabias. If you want to go that, all of a sudden you've got five midfield players. That's pretty decent. You know, we've not got enough competition around around that area to say right. You know, as Dan made a great point. You know, Shaka comes in and plays the Premier League games. He knows then that you know he can put his feet up for the FA Cup game because he ain't really got that competition. But if you've got three or four players that are as good as each other. Hold on a minute, I better start playing a little bit better because I might be left out. There's a little bit of easy street at Arsenal still. We've got to get rid of that and, move, and, and make it like a lot, you know. So when, when you're playing games, you think, oh, I don't want to be left out here because I might not get back into the team for three or four weeks. These players now, if they have a, have a little uh, dip or a, a whatever, they know in a week's time or two weeks' time they're going to come back into the team. I think that's key. Let's go to some questions here. Uh, and while you talk about uh, Martinelli, this one comes in from Brad. Hello, Brad. Thanks for watching, mate. He's actually a friend of mine. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for the support, mate. Evening, Go-keeper. lads. Do you... Is he a goalkeeper, Brad? What's that? No, no, he's not a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. a, he's a technical midfielder, actually. We could do with him at Arsenal. Um, evening, lads. Do you think we should keep Martinelli wrapped up a bit to protect him? Harry, let's go to you first. Yeah, um, I do. I said it when he first came back. I know we were in a desperate period and we brought him straight back into the side. When I was doing a preview for the game against Newcastle United, I said I didn't want him involved um, unless we really, really needed him. I didn't want him in the starting eleven. I'm not going to blame Mikel Arteta for the injury that occurred because it's a freak accident. It can happen in training. It can happen when you're walking to the toilet, for God's sake. You can roll your ankle anywhere. So I don't, um, I don't hold Mikel Arteta responsible for that. I'm not saying that at all, but... I was worried about the, the the amount of football that Gabriel Martinelli is being asked to play after not only, you know, being just 18 years old and the pressure that comes with that, but obviously the, the, the injury that he had kept him out for six months. And anyone who's had a knee sort of ligament injury knows it's, it's something that takes a while to recover from for you to get back to full fitness. You look at someone like Rob Holding, for example, and he's only looking fit again properly now uh, after his one. So... Yeah, Martinelli for me, people will argue that he didn't play against West Brom and that's why he was included in the FA Cup game. I would be wrapping him in Cotton Moore at the moment because I just normally, and judges will probably tell you this having played the game, when you have a long-term injury on your road to recovery, there will be other injuries you pick up along the way. And it's very important that that those injuries like this ankle one are not major setbacks. And so I think you just got to manage him a little bit better and, and it is a worry for me, yeah. 
Dan, what would you say? I mean, I don't think the I don't think the injury. Michael Arteta. When I first saw it, I didn't think it was that bad, but Arteta has come out and said, you know, that they're fearing the worst. Yeah, it could be. He reckons, you know, it didn't look too good. But I saw him sitting in the stadium. Normally, they go down and tell him, don't see him again for a while, do you? So, I don't. I mean, it's going to be weeks, not months, I think, I hope. Uh, he's going to be out for a few games. We needed him, though. We mm. needed him. And I think that when you have it luxury and you've got enough quality in your squad, then you can afford to kind of bring him back. We haven't got the players. We ain't got the quality. And I'll take a look to that. I thought, listen, I'd love to rest this kid, but I can't. He's too good. And he's given us too much. And I think against West, against West Brom, um, you know, was it West Brom or was it Brighton? I can't yeah, remember. He was, he was okay, um, but not amazing. And, you know, so I think it was, he's a player for me that I think he's going to take a bit of a, uh, a bit of kind of nurturing, but I don't think we, we've got the, the quality to afford it. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of this lad. I, I think that him and Saka are going to be two of the best in the Premier League uh, in years to come. They've got all of the ability to be two of the best if they want to be as good as somebody like a Neymar or, a, you know, a Raheem Sterling, if they want to be Saka and Martinelli. Um, so I'm really excited by them. I just feel like if we had a bit more of a squad, uh, strength in depth of our squad, then we could nurture them a bit more, but we just don't have that. So both of them have to play as many games as possible, as far as I'm concerned. Lee, what about you on Martinelli, mate? Well, you know, listen, it's, it's unfortunate he's picked up that injury in a, in a warm-up, you know, as, as Harry said. But, you know, Mikel Arteta rested him against West Brom. He didn't play against West Brom. So, you know, he, he did try and let, you know. And this is the thing, you, you rest a player against West Brom and he gets injured the next game in a warm-up. Mm. It's, you know, it's just, you can't say, can you, like, you know what I mean? If, if, if he hadn't rested him against West Brom, he might have... Uh, been rested for this game and that injury might not have happened. It's just one of those things. And, it, uh, you know, what, what disappoints me is I think that's about the third time someone's got injured in a warm-up for Arsenal now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I think Kieran Tierney went, went off once. Yeah, that's holding, right. holding yeah. as well against Man City. Yeah. Holding went off. Yeah. It's, it's happened a few times. I think it does dis disrupt the team as well when that happens because obviously Martinelli comes, has had to come off. The players will sort of lose a little bit of focus. Um, you know, like Nelson comes in, probably not thinking that he's going to be starting. And, you know, so it's a tough ask for him as well. Um, so I, I just feel that it's just, un, you know, an unfortunate thing that, that, that that's happened. But it just seems to happen to all of Arsenal players. You go through, you know, um, like I'm a big exciting, excitement about Martinelli. But, you know, we've had it before with like uh, Wiltshire getting injured, you know, Diaby getting injured, Ramsey getting injured with with massive injuries, Walcott, you know what I mean? Had, had, all these players had major, major setbacks because of injuries. You know, Van Persie was another one with injuries, you know what I mean? Eduardo, it, can, it goes on and on. Our two central defenders, uh, you know, I don't see other players getting um and I don't, I don't wish this on other players, you know what I mean, like um, getting getting uh, um, knee injuries. But we've had like Chambers uh, ACL, Bellerin ACL, um, Holding ACL. You know what I mean? Like we've had three of them in like, you know, why why are we getting all that? Other teams don't get all of that. And then all these injuries keep keep happening. Like, you know, for instance, Partey, somebody said to me, he's only missed three games in his career. Yeah. You know, he signs for our you know what I mean? He ain't played three games. Same you know as I mean? Pablo Marie. I think we signed Pablo Marie and yeah, he already got injured at all from then, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird, isn't it? 
it's weird. It's a weird situation. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, that that happens, and I don't know if it's the pitch or where. I don't know if you noticed it on um, on Saturday as well that. Um, Cedric was very, very fortunate that he, he, he sort of twisted in the ground and, and managed right. to somehow fall, fall nicely. I know that sounds silly, but if he'd have fallen over the other way, he would have been out for a very, very long time. So I don't know what's going on with these injuries, but I think that, you know, look, at this moment in time, Martinelli, I, I want to see him play and, and play because I love watching him play. He, he excites me as a, as, as, a, as a fan. But at this moment in time, if you've got Lacazette playing well, you can play a Bamiang on the left, so we can rest him a little bit more. Like, But I think, you know, like that injury would probably be a two-weeks injury or something like that. They, they bloody well, sore when you over your ankle. Mikel spoke about it in the press conference today, and he said that um, Martinelli had been through some tests yesterday and it looked a little bit better than initially feared, but he was due to have a scan today. So he'll know more uh, by Tuesday. So I'm sure we'll get an update uh, from the club at some point on the good. exactly. By the way, if um, if Arsenal don't do well in the cup, like, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Everton. And I, I'm hoping that Everton do the business. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but I've got a soft spot for the Toffees. We've all got a, we've all got a soft spot for toffees. I don't know yeah. about Everton, no. Um, <laughs> Harry, I'll come to you with this one, mate. Uh, it's a lot of talk on Twitter and social media about this one. This one is causing a lovely divide straight down the middle uh, about the possibility of Gwendozi coming back. Now, I think it's actually been um, I think it, the fire's been put out on that one. I think by his agent to say that he's they, they think that he's going to stay for the re- for the remainder of his loan. But, but at the end of the season, Harry, is that a player you'd like to see come back? Well, just just to clear up the situation on Guendouzi. So he's not coming back now. Um, that That's not even a possibility. It's not even been discussed. Hertha Berlin are really, really happy with Matteo Guendouzi. But where all these reports are coming from is the fact that he's going to return to Arsenal at the end of the season because Arsenal are demanding, according to the German outlet build, £29 million. Mm for Matteo Genduzzi and Hertha Berlin simply can't and don't want to pay that. So that's where all of this is sparking from. He's going to return to Arsenal at the end of the season. The issue we've got here is that when Matteo Genduzzi does return, by then he'll have just a year remaining on his contract. So where do we go from there? Do you play Matteo Genduzzi when he comes back, give him a chance to prove himself and then he plays well and then decides at the end of the season, actually, do you know what? Too much has happened with Mikel Arteta, assuming he's still the manager then. I'm going to leave on a free transfer. And then we've brought this guy back, thrown him into our team um, for him to just, at the end of the season, throw his toys out of the pram and walk away. You know, it's a really difficult situation. How do you cope with it? I think when, he, when this season ends, you either sign him up on a new contract and give him a chance or you try and sell him and you try and move him on. I don't think we can do that halfway house kind of stuff again, where we've got a player in the last year of his contract and we know he's not the greatest character as well in terms of the fact that he causes disruptions behind the scenes. I think ability-wise, he's as, he's better than El Nenny. Um, and I think he can be as good as some of our other options. Remember, Sabios is going to leave as well uh, at the end of the season. So Guendouzi would represent an option for me. But at the end of the day, if Mikel Arteta is still the manager, I wonder if there's too much damage has been done there. Yeah. And the, the relationship is irreparable, in which case you've got to just try and sell him and get, get what you can for him. Absolutely. I mean, he's caused divide again straight in the chat box. There's, you know, half yeah. of them are saying, yeah, 
bring him in, and then half of them are saying, no, get rid of him. It's a great point Harry makes there, though, about um, Sabias going, because, you know, to, to replace Sabias, you, you look at, if, if you sign Sabias, for instance, you're looking at 25, 30, 30 million. To, to, to uh, replace him once he's gone, he's going to cost us 30, 40, 50 million. Gwendouzi is going to cost us nothing. So, you know, you know, some maybe somewhere along the line, a little bit of humble buy's got to be eaten if uh, if um, we ain't got the financial resources. So I think sometimes, like, you know, finances might dictate that we have to uh, play him or get him involved well, again. What, what do you reckon, Dan? I mean, like, he, I, I like him. I, I like him. And I, I always have liked him. Um, I, I think what Arteta done to him was very harsh. Uh, after what he'd done at Brighton. After so long, we never see a player with a bit of fight in him and a bit of, you know, a bit of passion in his... Well, you know, I know that passion merchants will will hang, hang me out to dry on this one, but it does show a bit of passion and it does show a bit of fight and it does show a bit of fire. Do you know what I mean? All right, he done wrong. But I don't think outing him from the whole team and the club was, was way over the top. I wonder if... Uh something's happened outside of that incident, no, Greg, because I don't see that incident as being right. Get out. You don't grab someone around the throat because otherwise Granite Chaka will be gone. Kieran Tini will be sold. Something else has happened. It's much more than just the Brighton incident. So I'm a massive fan. I think he's got a huge, huge potential if he wants it. I think there is some clear attitude problems, but I don't know if that's more passion or if it's immaturity. I would suggest that it's uh, some of it is immaturity from some of the rumours you hear about him dicking around in training and that kind of stuff. So I think Arteta just doesn't like that pro- a lack of professionalism around the training pitch, so he's got rid of him. Um, I agree with Harry. I think he'll stay at her to Berlin, but I think both him and Lucas Torreira will be sold in the summer. Danny Ceballos likewise, which means one thing, boys, we need a few midfielders to come in to replace him. Now, when it comes to this situation on contracts, again, we've done something that we seem to do every single year and we've let someone's contract go down yet again. So we're in a sticky situation with that now. I think that's why they're trying to panic there, saying 29 million, because actually, if you look at what other people are going for, Gwendouzi should be going for a lot more than 29 million. Because if you look at some of the other crazy amounts that people are going for, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, you know, Harry Maguire going for that amount of money, Christ, Gwendouzi should be 90 million then, if that's the way it is. So I look at the situation now, I think we're in a bit of a sticky situation. I think if Guendouzi and Torreira were to cut their loans from her to Berlin and Atletico Madrid, they'd go on loan somewhere else until the end of this season. And I think both of them will probably leave in the summer. With Danny Sabias, just quickly, I just don't see enough consistency for me to get excited about paying 25 or 30 million for someone who's good in one out of six games. I'd rather go and get someone who's in form and people can slate like Buendia or Basuma or players like that all they like. If they're in form, I'll have them over Danny Sabias any day of the week. They're used to the Premier League. They're playing well. And let's get them in. So mm. if they're the sort of players that we're going to be looking at and people might start to say, oh, I'd rather have Ceballos, he's a Spanish international. Everyone everyone said, what the hell have Liverpool paid £37 million for Mane for from Southampton? And why have they gone and got holes left back in Robertson? I was, I was, you know, I'm looking at that situation thinking maybe Lamptey or Bissouma or players like that from Brighton and other players around the Premier League isn't such a bad idea. Because uh, if, if Arteta believes that's the player that's going to suit them and move us forward, I'd take that over a Guendouzi or a Ceballos who's got some problems with uh, formal consistency. So we'll see what happens. Just Absolutely. Can I just add one yeah. thing quickly on, on Guendouzi? So 
I'm going to do a judges and name drop a celebrity friend here. Um, I did a podcast a little while ago with Jeremy Aliadier, um, and he played with Matteo Genduzzi. He was at Lorient at the same time as Matteo Genduzzi when he was coming through. And I asked Jeremy, and you can hear it on the podcast, he didn't sort of hold back. I asked him about the Genduzzi situation, and he said that from the first day he met him, he could see bags of ability, a really brave guy, someone who was willing to really go up against the big boys in the team and not worry about it. But he always worried that his attitude was going to stop him achieving what he could achieve in the game. So if someone who's played with him at when he was sort of 17 years old is seeing that, then it suggests that maybe we shouldn't question Mikel too much in this and we should just accept that, yeah, it's probably been the case. There's been a problem. And um, he's not, Mikel's not the only one that thinks that. We, you're hearing it from someone who's played with him. Could be a Ravel Morrison situation, you know, bags of talent, just couldn't get the attitude right. You know, I think he's looking for his seventh or eighth club at the moment. And everybody said how fantastic Ravel Morrison was going to be. He was going to be the, the next best thing, the next Gaza. And his no, 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 no. Man United you know? fans. Man United fans said he was going to be the next big thing. <laughs> Um, just like, is it Janazai, the new Ronaldo? Oh, Janazai. Yeah, yeah, right. How did that one work out? Um, Lee, I want to come to you on uh, the Rob Holding contract. Seen a lot of um, a lot of hate for the contract extension uh, on social <laughs> you've media. Asked the, you've asked the best person here about. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, unfortunately, I don't get the hate. I think he's. He, I think he's been one of one of our best players in the in the last while. He's worked hard. He's put his head down, and he's <laughs> earned himself. <laughs> he's 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 put his head down and he's worked hard. Um, and he's been rewarded with a new contract. Uh, probably not the best person to ask Lee, but who's who's right and who's wrong here? Well, I thought that listen, his addition for a Strictly Come Dancing when he played against Aston Villa was legendary. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got a contract from that, like you know. Uh, listen, I've got no problem us signing uh, um, holding, and if he becomes a, a, a good squad player, backing up uh, a top quality centre half that we're going to go and sign. You know, you have to look at it and uh, say that um, at the beginning of the season, you know, we're trying to offload him to Newcastle, so oh, it's a great turnaround from him. I have to say that. I, I will say this in his defence. Uh, he was playing, I thought, playing really well last season and got the injury at uh, Old Trafford. And, uh, you know, that's setting back a little bit. You know, doing your uh, um, ACL is a difficult injury to come back from. And he's done well to come back from that. You know, Chambers is still struggling from it. You know what I mean? You could probably say Bellerin still is. So he's done okay from that point of view, like, you know. And also, the way I see it is that we're probably like, you know, um, keeping our. Uh, in, in, and it's an investment so if we are to sell him next season or the season after he's got a longer contract so he's English there's there's there's, there's things on that like you know listen I don't think he's good enough to uh, to to be a central defender for Arsenal that's going to win and challenge for titles and top four but bringing, bringing him in a squad and everything like that is a good thing If I think if we've got another central defender alongside and then you've got like holding Mari backing up Gabriel and, um, and and another. I think that's a good a good four to 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 go in with, like you know. So, but for me, I I, I, I imagine that he's a nice lad. And 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 but what 
what does me about Arsenal fans and like you know he's had three we've we've won three or four games and he and he's done okay in him but like all of a sudden we forgot about the fifteen games before that you know what I mean the dark Bambi on ice against Grealish you know what I mean like people forget about that you know I don't I look at the bigger picture. You know, and uh, he's losing his hair as well. So, like, you know, um, unfortunately, you can't have it What's all. Wrong with that? What's wrong with that? No, oh, yeah, sure, you know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, sorry, I forgot. I forgot myself there for a minute. Sorry. Yeah, so but that's that's how I say, you know. Um, I, I, but it's very hard to hate on him because he seems like a nice lad and all that like. But, you know, um, for me, good squad player. But that's, that's as far as it goes. If he's playing week in, week out, Arsenal are not going to be winning titles. Dan? Lee judges is spot on, 100% spot on. I mean, I look at the situation with Rob Holden, I'm quite happy for him to be a squad player at number four or five. I really do. I, I think that he could be a squad player. You know, we had the Invincibles uh, season where we had some terrible centre-backs coming in uh, uh, behind Torre and Campbell like Pascal Segan. Um, But for me, Rob Holden is a defender that can come in and do a job. He is not the first choice centre-back that we need. And if it was me, I'd have the pair of them. I'd have now Pablo Marie and Gabriel. Um, I don't feel like he is a hate. I think some fans hate. Listen, Arsenal fans, I, I can't I can't talk to you enough about how, how deluded some of them are. But I think when you get to the situation with Rob Holding, people are frustrated because they have seen what me and Lee have seen. Um, and all of us surely have seen, which is the situation that... Um, at uh, Villa that uh, Lee's talked about, but not just that. We've seen some really poor games, you know, seen some really, really poor games from Rob Holding and Hector Bellerin together. It's been dumb and dumber at times, the pair of them. So I think that that doesn't leave our memories after three games of him playing okay. Um, But I don't believe that signing another centre-half is uh, a bad option for Arsenal. Because when you look at the situation with an Upamakano at £38 million, uh, in his release clause in the summer, he would slot lovely next to Gabriel, and you've got Pablo Marie and Rob Holding as backup, and then you can use your number five as as whoever you want. One of the youngsters coming back, like Saliba or Mavropanos, if anyone thinks he's still got something. I think that's fine if you've got those five centre halves going into next season. But for me, Rob Holding signed a new contract, got nothing against it. I don't hate the guy like Lee says. He looks to me like he could be a nice guy. He's very good around the dressing room apparently, and he's showing some great leadership qualities. But as far as I'm concerned, as a first choice centre half. No way. No chance. Harry. Um, decent squad player. Not angry that they've done it. Um, agree with the guys that I don't think he's top, top class. Uh, so that is obviously something to to think about. I was surprised at this because Rob Holding's current contract has until 2023 to run still. So that, to say that there was an urgency to do this would be would be false. The reason they've done this, in my opinion, is because Rob Holding, from what I understand, uh, was on a really low salary in comparison to some of the others. Um, it was alleged that Runarsson was on a better salary than Rob Holding, um, and it's and it, and it's still being alleged that actually the only um, that he's going to be on around about forty forty five thousand pound a week, which still, when you compare that to some of the other players, isn't going to make him a big, big earner at Arsenal. Um, I know it's a lot of money for us, but in comparison to the others. So it feels to me like they've felt that his performances have at least warranted him being rewarded in that sense, is it, as in bringing his wage up to a level playing field with some of the players around him. That's what they've done. They're protecting an asset, homegrown player as well, uh, which obviously helps. Um, 
I just find it amazing that Mikel Arteta has made such a massive U-turn because if you think you might, if you cast your mind back to August, we were about to loan him out to Newcastle. And to think that we went from being so close to letting him walk out the door to now giving him an improved contract, an extended contract when he's still got two years, uh, two and a half years remaining on his current one, seems a little bit strange to me. But look, I'm not massively against it. I think he's done well of late and I think he's a decent squad player. When people talk about squad players, they have to be players that are willing to accept that role as well. So it's not just about being good enough to step into the team when needed, but mentally, are you okay with that? Are you okay with being at Arsenal, being at maybe the bigger club than you, than someone else, but all accepting you're going to be in and out of the side? And I think Rob Holding's okay with that. So yeah, it's it's a decent signing, but it's nothing that's going to get me jumping up and down. So someone Lee. just made a good point in the chat there, Craig. Sorry, someone just made a good point in the chat there yeah, about Kieran Tierney and Rob Holding having a bit of a bromance. And uh, yeah, that's true. If he if he's got that attitude or wants that attitude of Kieran Tierney's, then I'd have some of that in my squad in terms of mentality moving forward. And listen to me, everyone. Listen to Dan's mum. Dan's mum, absolutely <laughs> spot on. Oh. Yeah, get the likes up. Over- Thank you, Donna. Well Thank done, you very man. much for noticing that. All take up, heed of Dan's mum, otherwise you're going to be in trouble. If you're watching... There's 455 of you in here. If you can all hit the like button now, that would be superb. Lee, a couple of weeks ago, you were on Arsenal Fan TV saying that that was it. Arteta was finished. You won't back him anymore. Uh, We'll end the podcast on what are we saying about him now? Flip flop. Flip flop. Flip flop. TV flip flop. Flip flop. Listen. I'm I'm fifty fifty with him at the moment. I think that these next two three weeks or these three games are massive for him because I see gradually the 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 youngsters being taken out and the older cars come back in poor performance. So I'm waiting to see what happens. But I've got to say, you know, I didn't see going onto that Chelsea game. I thought I didn't see us getting another win. I thought he was gone. I, I couldn't see him turning it around. But something happened that day and he got the result. And, and listen, whatever way you want to say it and all that, it's football results is business. You got if he starts winning games, people will start forgiving. And uh, you know he's done very very well to turn these games around and forego. I'm not convinced by him at this moment in time. I've got to say that because there's still things that worries me. Like you know, um, and I think a big decision is going to be what's going to happen with Aubameyang if he don't pull his finger out, you know, there's going to be a big decision there because the performances that Aubameyang is making are not good enough, you know. So a decision is going to be happening made there unless Aubameyang helps him out. And, and I'm, you know, he's got a couple of difficult decisions. Does he bring Gabriel back in and leave out Marie? You know, so this is a, I think, um, I think these next couple of games are going to be a big, Factor for uh, for Mikel, but at this moment in time, I'm I'm fifty fifty with him, right? You know, hey, he's done a Houdini on us. Look, a bit like he's here. He's disappeared. He's had enough. He's had enough. He's had enough, and he like that way. So, uh, um, what's gonna what's gonna happen to what's gonna happen to uh, Lacazette boys? Because obviously, he's on hundred eighty two k a week. He's got to sign. Well, yeah, he's got to sign a new contract if he wants to stay at the end of this season, in my opinion. He's going to want 250k. I know he scored the last few games and he's looked like he's picked up his form and he's playing quite well with the youngsters. But I still think we need an an upgrade personally. And I 
would look at you know the Celtic centre forward Edouard, or if we could get somebody better to tempt us, depending on what what we're playing currently in European football, Champions League football wise, could we release the clause of Haaland at sixty four million pounds? Maybe he wouldn't want to come. But those those sort of players, I think, could be a massive upgrade on Lacazette. I just wondered what you boys were were into in that. Harry, what do you think of old Lacker? Um, I've been impressed with him of late, but as I said earlier on in the podcast, I think a lot of it is to do with him having the right supporting cast around him. I think that's so important. Chemistry is massive uh, in football and often it gets overlooked, I think. But, you know, he, him and uh, Bukayo Saka seem to have a very good understanding with, um, with Emil Smith-Rowe coming in there now as well. I think that Laka needs people when he receives the ball. The, the best thing about Lacazette, let's, let's, let's be honest, he's not the most clinical goal scorer. He never has been throughout his career. But what he does very well is bring people into the game. And if he's got people getting close to him and the team is set up right, then I think you see uh, more from him. But again, as I said about a number of other players, we're talking about somebody who's going to come next season into the final year of his contract. So, you know, at the end of this season, for me, you've got to make a a decision on him, whatever that decision is. Uh, But we need to avoid these situations whereby we've got players at the football club whose futures are uncertain um, and, and and it's causing a massive distraction. So let's just see. Um, let's just see how he, he continues for the rest of the season and make a decision then, I would say. Sorry about that. Just uh, I could hear my little boy screaming uh, <laughs> with the headphones on. He's, so I thought something was up, but he's all right. Um, right. I mean, yeah, we'll finish it there, I think. What more can be said um, other than I think we've turned the corner. I hope we've turned the corner. And I hope that this year will be better than last and that we keep on winning. Um, well, like I said, winning breeds confidence and confidence breeds winning. So let's hope we can we can keep it up. Thanks to 500 of you who watched us live this evening. Thank you very much indeed. Much appreciated. If we could get the likes up, uh, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd appreciate it even more because it really helps us the likes, uh, gets us into the old suggested videos. And we get more subscribers. Um, not that not that a uh, uh, number of subscribers bothers me, but you know, just helps. Um, thank you to everyone who watched live. Thank to everyone who, who continues to support us. Uh, my thanks to Harry. Harry, are you doing a podcast after this? No, I've done two already today. I'm all podcasted out. <laughs> all casted out. Okay, well, I'm just going to give you a chance to, uh, to tell everyone that you were on. But if you're not doing one, that's fine. Thanks very much, mate. Um, a pleasure as always. Cheers, man. Pleasure being on. Dan, thank you very much, sir. Uh, are we doing anything Friday night? Uh, yes, uh, Friday night we'll be doing a team talk again. So I will see you all over there at uh, 7 o'clock as usual. Can I just ask Harry, is Harry drinking Prosecco? What is going on? No, there? I'm drinking oh. white wine, man. Oh, Prosecco. God. Unbelievable. He's not drinking Prosecco. Drinking blue nun. I'm a, I'm a man of culture, lads. I'm a man of culture. Yeah, Very culture. Cheers, boys. Ice cold glass of blue nun. Can't be beaten. Yeah, you live in Essex. Judges. Thank you very much, sir. Lee, you've become a bit of a. Well, I say you're, you're becoming. You've become a bit, a bit of a, you're an internet sensation, mate. 
No, I don't. I've, I'm having to get off of it. Oh, it's like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's been annoying. If now. anybody hasn't seen it yet, right, just type into you. <laughs> just type <laughs> into YouTube, Lee Judges Alexa, uh, and watch. <laughs> He's done, He's done it again. He's done it again. I like the bit at the end. What are they doing just standing there dancing? What's this? <laughs> uh, Lee, there's an there's a Instagram account, mate, dedicated to your rants. They followed yeah. me the other day. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, saying they followed me as well. I said, yeah, I got that. I thought, what's this? <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. I'll tell you, like, um, my nephew, like, lives in Thailand, uh, phoned me up and he said, oh, like, they don't believe, they don't believe that I'm, that I'm your nephew. Will you speak to him so they can follow me? No, I had to. I had to speak to him. If you follow, if you follow uh, um, Jay, then uh, then I'll follow you back. So they follow Jay, so I've had to follow the bloody thing, and I like. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> but, but my, I've made my nephew happy. So what can I say? You know. So absolutely, so, absolutely. Well, I think the best one of those parody videos is the one when you move next door to Arsenal fan TV. That oh, one yeah, is absolutely yeah, brilliant. Very clever, like, you know, these walls yeah. are a bit thin, very, very clever, like, you know, so... Um, Absolutely, yeah. superb. Um, yeah, so, look, thanks again. We'll see you all next oh, Monday. And also, you know, you didn't know one's mentioned my performance yesterday at uh, playing for <laughs> Newport. Newport. <laughs> you know I mean, like, so, oh, uh, I mean, like, yes, like, that was good. I did like that. that. Unbelievable, like, you know what I mean? Like, people have been saying, you know, saying that, so... Uh, you know, like, um, yeah, I've, I signed a one-year deal at, deal at New, Newport and it's going quite well, lads. Just thought I'd tell you that. Like, you know? <laughs> Until we see you again uh, next Monday, same time. Don't forget uh, the same old Arsenal USA tomorrow night at some ungodly hour uh, for UK mm-hmm. residents. Uh, but it's... Um, it's... Uh, sorry, someone's just... Uh, someone's just... Grab my attention there. I can't see anything. Um, the same old Arsenal USA is on at some ungodly hour UK time, but I know it's six o'clock uh, PST and half past nine. Um, the other what? The other one, whatever that is. PST and I don't know what the other. I've forgotten what oh, the other yeah. one is. Six, on o'clock. Six, six, six o'clock. Six o'clock in the evening. In, it's on at six o'clock in some part of the, in some part of the USA, and it's on at nine o'clock on some other part of the USA. It's such a big country, they've got bloody different time zones, I stayed don't they? Up the other night, just quickly, just stayed up the other night to watch um, uh, Washington play um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the in the playoffs, like, you know, and, uh, oh, I still haven't recovered from it, like, you know what I mean? Still tired now, like, you know what I mean? So, good well, luck to that's everybody. your fault, then, for staying up to watch a stupid game. Yeah, yeah. Getting old, getting old, judges, getting old. Oh, oh Nigel, Nigel doing his job. Uh, we're playing next Monday night, Craig. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we're playing uh, Newcastle. Uh, that's yeah. what Nigel's there for. Like, that's you know? what he's there for. He's, he's, he's an absolute Nigel. sleeping pillar of rock, is Nigel. Uh, so, look, well, we'll see you next, we'll, if it's not next Monday, we'll see you next Tuesday then, uh, night yeah. after the game. Uh, no, that's not very nice, that, was it? Oh, no. you know I mean, see you next Tuesday. That's taking out of order. Oh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah, of course. Well, you know. Yeah. Bang out of order. Bang out of order. Uh, we'll see you then. And until we do, take care of yourselves and each other. And up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.